three, two, one, let's go. We are back. We hope that everyone had a nice three-day weekend, maybe a four-day weekend if you took Friday like we did. But uh, welcome back to the Noodleberg Daily Huddle. Good morning, gentlemen. I am rested. I am ready. I am roaring. It was a phenomenal couple of days. Um, what just needed, you know, Friday was a chill down day and that extra day made the whole weekend seem really, really long. And uh, we had some family time. We uh, we went to see a basketball game, which we hadn't done in, uh, in a long time. So uh, I think all in all, just a, a very, very, very enjoyable weekend. And just goes to show you that you can go see a bad basketball game and still have a good time because we had a uh, a great time down in Miami watching the Heat. Ended up going to Sugarcane for dinner, which ended up turning into a night out in Fort Lauderdale. So just a fun time hanging out with family, enjoying each other's company, uh, and led to a great Memorial Day weekend. You know, I know I saw, saw a ton of pictures from people around the huddle and what they were doing. We had a nice little barbecue with my mom and Jim on Sunday and then got up yesterday and had a beach workout, which was fantastic. Shay, I don't know if you have any of the pictures, but we'd love to share with the huddle. Yeah. I mean, there, you know, there's the heat game, barbecue, uh, workout on the beach, just a fantastic, fantastic weekend. And I uh, hope that everybody came out feeling refreshed. I think the tendency is to come out of a holiday weekend going, oh, shit short week let me just ease my way through this and that's going to be the opposite of what we're talking about today i totally agree with you and not to be outdone shay show me my pictures <laughs> so, <laughs> so uh so what was fantastic there you see us at the basketball game we had dinner at a place called sugarcane highly recommended in miami um you guys got me out after hours at the wharf, which was at the war. There is a sign: no sixty-year-olds <laughs> allowed. <laughs> but uh, we uh, we made it out after hours, which was really really cool. And then it's insane. You and I wound up on the same beach, a little bit apart from each other. I didn't know you were there. You didn't know I was there. Yep. Doing our beach workout yesterday, which is just incredible. Yeah, really cool to take advantage of yesterday to get out on the sand and do a workout. But for those of you who didn't recognize the other person that was in that picture, that is Jake's good friend from college, Aiden, who we've talked about before. We've told stories before. But there is hope for the younger generation because let me tell you what this young man, Aiden, did. Aiden came into town from Tampa, had a great time with us at the basketball game, went out with us Saturday night, stayed at our house in our guest bedroom, and then went out with us the next morning uh, for breakfast, and then we sent him off back to Tampa. Well, yesterday we were hanging out at the house, and we get a delivery. And we got a bottle of Camus delivered to the house from Aiden as a thank you gift for the hospitality and for staying at the house. So just really, really just well done. And good to know that Jake's got good people in his corner and that the, the younger generation has been taught the right way. It was uh, super, super fun conversations about movies and music. And uh, so yeah. uh, certainly was, uh, was an amazing day. There's our girl, Christy. Of course, she's out, out and about. She loves sugarcane. It's a super restaurant. I mean, really, it was an enjoyable meal in the way that they served it, and the way we shared everything. And so uh, lots of yeah. good stuff. But uh, we're back. We're ready. It's a short week for me. 
because I am uh, an extra short week for you. It's a short week for everybody, but extra short for you. So I'm putting in two days, and then I'm taking uh, I'm taking the, the the plane west. So I'll be get, I'll be hitting Santa Fe this week, which I'm real excited about as well. Well, without any further ado, let's wake up and then let's get into it. I appreciate all the sentiments of people talking about how much they miss the huddle. We got text messages. We got direct messages. People in the huddle this morning. I missed it. It really is such a staple and a part of our mornings now. I'm glad to be back doing it. I'm glad other people feel the same way. I happen to agree. I, I think, uh, you know, Friday morning felt weird. You yeah, know, at 7:45, like what am I doing? So uh, much, much gratitude. Um, but as we do here, we shout out people when it's their birthday. So Shay, can I have some birthday music for our friend Natalia? So Natalia, happy birthday world. I think she's in Moscow now. So shout out to her and all of her energy. So uh, take it away, my son. Well, it's so appropriate because, you know, we got some wake up music. We got some happy birthday music. We've got the ticker scrolling on the bottom. We've got a great group of people here with us. Little do people know that 365 days ago, exactly one year ago, was when we took the huddle across all of the platforms. We went live on LinkedIn, we went live on YouTube, and we started archiving these as shows that could go back that we could go back to. And so true to everything we talk about of getting 1% better daily, let me show you where we were 365 I can't days ago. You're doing this. <laughs> Welcome to the Noodleberg Daily Huddle. June 1st, what's happened has happened, it's in the books, it's in the books, it's part of uh, instant classic, <laughs> as ESPN says, uh, April and May were an instant classic, we'll remember it forever, we are live, Young Noodleberg. Across all the channels, good morning Noodleberg Daily Huddle and everybody out there, excited to start the morning, start the month, and start the uh, next half of the year with you. Oh my God. So I am speechless. Um, but I must also tell you that last June 1st was when I decided to diet. And if you yeah. look at that face, 
Yeah, I look was, at my face. I was like, 30 pounds heavier. <laughs> 30 pounds, man. 20, 27 pounds, I think, is what I wound up losing in the month of, uh, of June last year as I approached my 60th uh, birthday this year. Obviously, I am approaching 61, and I am super um, excited, super healthy, super happy. And what a year it's been, um, you know, in the this you know, people will be writing about this stuff for years. But if you took a look at what went on this weekend, it looks like we've tipped and it's uh, it's getting back to, uh, you know, face to face and all kinds of good stuff. Yeah, it's just crazy to think that, you know, where we were in June of last year, we felt like we were coming out. But I mean, like you said, that started a whole new mindset of okay we're here we're in this thing how do we get better how do we get back to eating the right way how do we get back to working out how do we get back to taking care of ourselves and how do you leverage that in the month of june you know i think today is national say something nice day which we'll talk about that for a little bit but then we're going to talk about closing out the first half right this is the last month of the first half of the year we'll talk about the two minute drill in football but before we do that, I do want to celebrate National Say Something Nice Day. Yeah, go ahead. Okay, before we close out the conversation about the huddle, I think the major takeaway is that even though we're talking now about how we were focusing on ourselves, we really deflected all of it and focused on everybody else. People were the reaching out, what do we do? Oh, my God, you know, when, when is it going to get back to normal? There was a mass hysteria about should we be prospecting or not and so i think you know for us we focused on what could we do to help other people and that is what the huddle is really stands for is what can we do for you and people say wow it's, it must be so hard to write the show it must be hard to do this it must be hard to do that who cares when you do something for other people the universe kicks it back at you and it has given us rewards beyond anything that anybody in this in this group could imagine we are totally blessed and totally and that's a great segue in today's to today's national day because in order to celebrate national say something nice day first i want to show this unbelievable little minute long or minute and a half long video from stephen colbert's show and then i want to talk about it so sh show me say something nice I love everybody, man. I don't care who you are. I love you. I love you, and you can't do nothing about it. I love you very much, and I always have. And I just think that you're a beacon of just sanity and happiness and intelligence in this crazy, crazy, horrible time. You're the bomb, girl. <laughs> I'm just the moment I saw you. you do your first line in Tropic Thunder, I'm like, who is that? Your music is amazing. Oh, no, thank um, you. Thank you. <laughs> How important is it to be handsome when you're working <laughs> with lions and tigers? Well, I don't really think that's part of the job criteria, but thanks for the compliment. You're very <laughs> handsome. You're, you're a very handsome man. I feel like I'm your friend, and I think that's your magic as a performer, like as Andy or a Star-Lord. I feel like, I know that dude. Yeah, I hung out with that dude. Thank you. With you're already cool. Stuff. Really? You're already cool. I am? You're already cool. You're already cool, man. You're already cool. As a performer, as a comedian, uh, as a middle-aged man, when I saw you jump out of that trunk 
and just start wailing on them. I thought, I love this man like a brother. I couldn't believe how beautiful that was. You can land a punchline like a dime in a shot glass from 20 feet. You're just absolutely such a brilliant and precise performer. I just admire you so much. Continue. <laughs> so, hard to come out of that video not feeling good because when you watch what happens when somebody takes the initiative to say something nice about the other person, everybody in the room feels it. The audience feels it and cheers. That person feels it and feels good about themselves. And the other person feels it because they did something that made somebody else feel good. So on national say something nice day, it's really not that hard, right? Pay attention and take the initiative to just say it. Right? You notice somebody's shirt, you notice somebody's hair, you notice what they're doing, where they're coming from, you appreciate the work they do. It's not that hard to take a minute to just realize what's happening around you, pay attention to the details, and acknowledge it. I think the significance, though, that you must be careful of is that it be genuine and authentic. Sure. Because, you know, in the days of you know, the sales guy, you know, people being salesy, hey, nice dress, you know, it's like, what? You know, it, it has to be come from a place uh, from your heart where you really mean it. And, you know, uh, Andy Feldman points out it was one of Jesse's three C's, which we keep coming back to if you live by, you know, yeah. to compliment, um, you know, it really. And by the way, it feels really good to give somebody a compliment, you know? <laughs> that's with, the, that's with, to me, that's the whole point. It's like you make everybody feel good. Without expectation of receiving it in, in return, you know? And that's yep. really where the rub is, is that sometimes you don't get one, one for one. It's just, hey, I'm giving it to you and leave it at that. And that's cool. But if you're doing that in order to get one in return, check yourself at the door. Yeah, so National Say Something Nice Day. I'm challenging everybody today to pay attention to what's going around, going on around them so you can notice it. It can be a genuine and authentic comment that you make to someone about complimenting them and saying something nice because I guarantee you that they will enjoy it. But that is going to segue us into our morning motivational music, which is going to be all about closing out the first half of the year the right way and how to build a plan for your two-minute drill. But the two-minute drill is definitely fast. Shay, give me life in the fast lane.
That's a that's a kick-ass way to start June, dude. Let's well, go. I think the whole point is is that if you listen to Simon Sinek, he talks about the infinite game, right? And and life and business is this never ending. But I think in order to be successful at anything, you have to set deadlines or you have to set checkpoints. Even if it's not an end all, you got to have that moment where you check in and say, okay, what's the goal look like? What's the roadmap to the goal look like? And where are we at in the progress of that? We talked about, uh, you know, we talked about, um, you know, 90 day plans and, and checking in on prospecting for 90 days. But for me, in a, if you looked at business, every year could be a game, right? You're trying to win each game in a season relating it to football. And if the year is a game, then you're in the last two minutes of the first half and games are won and lost in those two minutes. But I think, you know, in order to be successful in that time, the first thing you got to really understand is what's the opportunity? Because I don't care if you're up by 35, you're down by 35, you're in a one point game. There's an opportunity to be had here. But if you don't know what the situation is, there's no way to build a plan to take advantage of it. You know, I like the analogy of the year after year after year because, you know, that does define uh, review, preview, yeah. what do we do well, what do we, you know, I always, in my calls and everybody that works with me, is what's working, what's not working. Well, when you look at that annually, you can pull stuff away and say, okay, now's the time to get better. Uh, the two-minute drill is just sort of a unique thing because I, I, you know, when I do all of this time management stuff, there is a sense of urgency there in a two-minute drill that you cannot recreate in, other, in any other world, really, unless you really force yourself to it. Okay, well, I, I've got a fifteen-minute drill where I'm going to knock out my prospecting or do my videos, or you know, so that sense of urgency to get it done in that time frame is really spectacular. Really, well, so. And when you talk about sense of urgency, I think it's important to differentiate between working with speed and suddenness and working in a rush. Because if you're rushing, you get sloppy. You look at teams that are unprepared for the final two minutes of a half, they make the mistake that costs them the game. They throw the interception that goes back for a touchdown that gives the you puts the team back in the game or gives them a bigger lead. They make the mistake mm. in those final two minutes that end up hurting them rather than helping them. And that's because when you're in that two-minute drill, you've got to have a clear, simple, concise plan that you're able to articulate to yourself, number one, that everybody on the team can communicate, number two, so that everybody's working in the same direction because what's, what allows you to work with speed and suddenness is understanding of information, period, right. end of story. What makes athletes really great is not just that they're great athletes, is that they've studied the information and they're able to react on a dime because of the information they put in and the understanding of the situation. So if you're just walking into June going, I don't really know where I'm at, where I'm at for the for the year end goal, but I know this is the last, last half and I got to rush my ass to get to that halfway point. You're working in the dark and you're working blindly and you're going to end up making mistakes more than you are going to end up helping yourself. This is a fantastic topic because 
right from the get-go in my career being a sports fan before you guys got into it, you know, for me, it was always like I understood that teams that managed the clock better won all the time. You know, that it was this is a finite thing. So right. they worked well within it, but they're they create their own boundaries, their own sense of urgency. And I think that's what happens to people is they give that up to other people. Other people create the urgency. Your manager, uh, the people who we talked about interrupting you all day long. Hey, can I get a favor? You know, it's like, you know, you got to be totally focused and push everything out of the way. I mean, they talk about the 12th man, you know, in sports and there's all this cheering and shit. You got to be really hyper-focused to get your shit done when people are going bonkers around you. And that's what happens in a two minute drill. If you wind up at the wrong end of the tunnel, man, it's- <laughs> <laughs> So appropriate, the two-minute drill, dos minutos, two minutes left in the game. (laughs) So exactly, though, but I think that's where it's really different is that if you haven't prepared for that time and you're trying to reinvent the wheel in that two minutes, you're you're done. You got no chance. If you're going to try to put in all of these new strategies and all of these new tactics in those final two minutes, you got no chance. You have to go back to your fundamentals. You got to rely on what's made you successful before, the things you know inside and out, and hammer those in order to set yourself up for success because this isn't the end of the game. This is just your opportunity to grab a little bit of momentum. It's you're not going to win it right now, but you are going to set yourself up for success in the second half by making sure that you're getting back to the things that make you successful. So look at Todd's question, because I think it, it really is really on point. Good job, Todd. Do you believe in the two-minute drill is about numbers or more about the attitude? It's the attitude. It's the understanding of that this is a time for me to get some momentum, either moving in the right direction or continuing that momentum or avoiding the mistake. Like if you look at Bill Belichick at the end of a, at the end of a first half, he might just run the ball, try to get the clock down and punt it away to avoid making the mistake that's going to cost them the game and not be aggressive and go get more points. So you got to understand that, okay, I understand there's there's a mentality here. What is the mentality for June? Is it to continue the steady success that we've had? Don't panic. Good th- things are happening for us that are putting us in position to win the game for the year. Let's stay steady in what we're doing. Or, hey, guys, we got to grab a little bit of momentum here. We started out the game really well. We dipped in the second quarter. Let's get some momentum going for ourselves to carry into the second half of the year. So it's all about attitude to me and understanding what the situation is. So I'll close this out with I agree that it's attitude, but it's also expectations. What do you expect to happen if you go back to the Dan Marino play where it was the two-minute drill and and he looked like he was just going to down yeah. it, you know? Yeah, sleeping in the Meadowlands. There's a touchdown. You know, the Jets fell asleep at the wheel, so don't fall asleep at the wheel. Expect greatness from you. If you've had a great five-month run, June is just – Put the metal down and, you know, the pedal down and go. Stay to it. Just stick to it. And change your attitude and say, 
what's possible for me to do in June. And I will tell you this, no matter what, attitude affects behavior. And all we're talking about here is behavior. And I love Keith Cafals talking about you might have to reset expectations. Exactly. Your expectations of, of where you – the expectations that started at the beginning of the game to where you are now might be different, but that doesn't mean you still can't get to the end result that you want, but you're going to have to take a slightly different road to get there, but it all comes back to the fundamentals. So look and see if you've gotten away from them. And you know what? I think it's time to get down to business, baby. Let's go. Please don't worry about me. I'm about to let my heart speak. My friends keep telling me to leave this. So let's get down, let's get down to business. Let's get down, let's get down to business. Give you one more night, one more night to get this. We've had a million, million.